the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester along with Paul Peck. We're from BuffaloSportsPage.com and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti, is on his own namesakes podcast, oddly enough. It is the start of the NBA season, so we are going to talk basketball for a change at the start here, Mike, uh, instead of football and quarterbacks and money. That may, yeah, we'll get there. That may show up in the show here, but the NBA start of the season, tons of money in the NBA, and you brought a special guest in today, too. Yeah, we're bringing on the uh, the co-founder, Scott Allen, who dives onto the NBA side of SpotTrack almost exclusively now. So he uh, he's the nerd with the NBA stuff, which is pretty crazy. It's, uh, the money's big. There's a lot of uh, intricacies with the NBA cap, and we're going to talk about that a little bit here because, I-, I don't know, I think there might be a breaking point coming soon with the NBA, just with how big things are getting. Um, sort of a lack of movement that we've been seeing in the last two years and how that might impact things going forward. So we're going to bring Scott in, ask him a few questions, try not to get too much math involved because I know people try, <laughs> trail off. Math <laughs> math on radio and yeah, podcast is difficult good. to do. That's Radio 101, right? And that's Scott, that's probably why Mike uh, gave you the MBA assignment, yeah, right? He doesn't yeah. want to do all this The math. former math teacher, yeah, I gave him the, the tough <laughs> one, and I uh, I deal with the easy ones. But Scott, let's, uh, <laughs> let's dive in here. Uh, thanks for joining us. The... Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, the the cap is getting a little crazy, right? I mean, you look at the uh, the NBA cap tracker on SpotTrack right now, there's one team that has cap space, right? <laughs> Everybody else is under, and, and it's about, about the luxury tax. And, you know, there's, there's certain teams that are willing to go over that because they're, you know, in the window to win, and they're making billions of dollars anyway, so who cares? But Can anybody guess that team? Anybody out there listening, can you guess? I'll give everybody a second to guess the team. Paul's not looking at it, so there's I'll give you no a way. second. Guess the team that has cap space, Paul. Oh my God! I, I uh, most people don't even know this team is Memphis. in the NBA. Still, <laughs> Memphis it Grizzlies. Is, it is not the Grizz. No. Anybody else? Sacramento Kings. Okay. And it's a lot. It's like, yeah, right? yeah. They're they're fine, but they're terrible. Right. They're like the odds-on favorite to be second worst team in they basketball. They actually had so. an open tryout for the twelfth uh, spot on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> a guy by the name of Gino Bologna won it. No, I don't yeah, know. Good enough. <laughs> but yeah, so Scott, let, let's let's dive into this because you know cap space is cap space. It's a soft cap in the NBA. There's you know, and, and for those who don't understand that, basically that means you can go over this soft cap, but there's a luxury tax that you know comes into play, and if you go over that, you get fined pretty heavily. Um, but teams have basically just said, we don't care about the cap anymore. We're going to, we're going to spend what we're going to spend. Um, and that's impacted a lot. So if you want to maybe talk to that a little bit and tell us where we're going with that going forward, uh, I think that'd be a pretty interesting way to start this off here. Yeah. The, uh, uh, a lot of the teams are spending using their bird rights, uh, which allows the team to go over the cap. Um, and the more that they spend internally, the higher the value that they spend goes up into the luxury tax. So, for example, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, they're a repeater in the tax. So in addition to their actual payroll that they're paying, they're going to pay an additional amount to the league. So right now we have them projected at $74 million extra that they would have to pay to the league. Uh, Trump change, Seems really. like, as you said, <laughs> Sacramento Kings, they have cap space of $11 million. So what that means is they can bring in players using that uh, space. They have to use that up first, and then they can sign over uh, that cap threshold, which 
in in certain teams like Philadelphia, they're just over uh, the cap threshold. So they would sign guys with, say, a minimum salary exception, which would allow them to go over because they're just using the minimum. Um, there's other exceptions like the biannual and that kind of stuff. A lot of those have been used up. Some haven't been, and teams save them for later. Uh, but it's all about timing. Um, that's why a lot of these guys like Houston, they had a restricted free agent with uh, Clint Capella. They waited and sort of played a game of chicken with him um, because they knew a lot of teams didn't have cap space to sign these guys outright. Um, so they waited and they ended up signing him back as a restricted free agent um, and a deal that they thought was uh, a good value to them. But they also kept their their uh, center for the next five years uh, if they decided to keep him throughout those five years. Um, one thing I noticed in, in looking at the free agent tracker that we have, uh, out of the top 20 teams or top 20 players that signed in free agency this year, 14 of them stayed with the team that they were already with. That's boring. Uh, That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that may open up the, the trade deadline is always, uh, where a lot of movement happens. So you may see some of these guys that have signed uh, lower deals, that, that's how they get around their their cap being over it. They can uh, The NBA has these rules where as long as they match, they can switch, and if you're over the cap, you have a certain uh, mathematical formula that you have to uh, qualify with. Um, but as Mike said, a lack of movement, I mean, even diving further, the restricted free agents where – Teams have their rights, and they have a right to match uh, 19 out of the top 20 restricted free agents that signed stayed with their team. Uh, and the biggest thing is there's no cap space to sign those guys, right. especially to the, some of the deals that they want. Right, and and I think the conversation to have here is, is that good for, for basketball? And then, you know, based on what we, we track at the site – is this something that other sports should get involved with, right? Because I think we're seeing, at least in the next few years, there's going to be conversations about the other sports changing their financial structures, right? I think hockey's going to talk about it. I think baseball's going to talk about ditching this luxury tax situation because they don't want to get into an NBA system where the money gets so big that it gets sort of convoluted, which is where we are at the NBA. Um, yeah, and then you, football is sort of the opposite, right? Football is on the hard cap where... Everything is built around free agency in the draft right now. There's really no other way to do it. The trades are there, but you're so strapped for cash in, in, in the in the NFL right now based on the hard cap that it's really constricted. Um, so, so let's just stick to basketball here because just from a free agency standpoint, the, the numbers are polarizing. Three years ago, they spent $3.6 billion. Last year was 2.4, and this year was 1.75. There's just no, there's just no room to sign free agents. Of any note, right? You're, you're signing your min, your minimum, or are veterans. too many, or are teams signing their own guys but, and not le- leaving an available pool of good players? But yes and no. But you had Kevin Durant, LeBron James. I mean, you had tons of Chris Paul, Paul right. George. You had you had elite Hall of Famers available last okay. year. And to Scott's point, fourteen out of twenty of the of the major free agents went back. It's not because, well, of course, it's because you know the teams wanted them to stay. They're great players, but it's also because you don't have to use your cap space to sign them back. You have rights. Those rights don't qualify for actual cap space. They're, they qualify for rights space, 
which is, I understand it's confusing. It's, it's sort of a mess and you sort of need to be a lawyer and read, read the CBA to understand it. But um, the, that's just how it's working. There's re- when, you look, when you look on our site, there's practical cap space on the tracker and that's the money that you can spend to go and get X player off the street, essentially. And teams just don't care about that anymore. Well, but you also have to be willing to pay yep. the, the luxury tax, right? Because uh, you was, do. That was an astonishing uh, thing you mentioned there, Scott, about Oklahoma City. They're going to pay yeah. the NBA $70 million for the rights to pay Westbrook and George right. 30 some odd million each. And, right. and, and just to kind of walk down that path a little more, before they traded Carmelo Anthony, that number was crazy. Scott, what was it, like $200 million? Uh, no, it was more up in the nineties, I believe. And then once they moved him, it dropped. So, and because it's a cascading tiered system, uh, as they move and guys in and out, it will fluctuate quite a bit. Um, like Washington just traded Jody Meeks and they dropped a significant amount of luxury tax amounts that they would have to pay because they had shifted him and, and brought, nothing back essentially that's um, scott that's actually a good point well, the something just so, so everybody understands the 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 luxury tech tax cap doesn't happen until the end of the year right so right as the money so goes up and down throughout the year right everything locked on the last day of the the year so um so teams that are over the luxury tax now, they can they can make trades and make some some roster moves throughout the course of the season to get themselves under. Is that common? Is that becoming more common? Are we seeing teams sort of front loading their payrolls now, getting everything they can possibly get in there now, and knowing they can dump some of that in February? Um, I, some some are taking on or don't care. Uh, for example, Houston Rockets. I mean. There's been talks of them trying to get Jimmy Butler. They're already a tax-paying team. They would uh, enhance that amount. Hmm. Um, I don't have the exact figure, but that, it would enhance it quite a bit um, if they were to, say, bring him on. Um, so teams like that, they don't care. They want to win right now. Um, the, the owner had come out and said, we want to win or if we do this. I expect to win, especially if we're going to pay this much. If we don't win uh, and we're taking on this much extra money that we have to pay, then uh, it may not have been worth it. But, I mean, you you look at Oklahoma City. I mean, they traded for Paul George, which allowed them to uh, sign him to a max and um, keep his bird rights. Yeah, without cap space, right. With the whole Jimmy Butler situation right now, I mean, he's, he's trying to play the system where trade me now to these teams that have cap space um, or have space that they can at least sign him. His bird rights would transfer with him uh, from Minnesota to wherever he went. So he would have a little bit of leverage on that side. Um, if he leaves Minnesota at the end of the year as a free agent, he can't necessarily sign a, a five-year contract with a team that he gets traded to because he would lose those bird rights. So it's all about uh, jockeying for uh, the player, trying to manipulate the system and maybe play chicken or the team call is bluff. Um, so it, I think it, it, it depends. Oklahoma City and Houston and Golden State, they're all teams that are uh, vying to – go to the championship and win. I mean, we've seen Golden State. 
uh, do what they've done. So I think the teams that are paying right now, they're willing to pay as long as they can get to that end goal. Are those teams that are over the luxury tax cap right now? Yeah. Um, right now, as I said, Oklahoma City, our projection has them paying 74 mil right now in extra. Golden State's around 50. Uh, Toronto is about 39. And Houston is at about 15 right now. Hmm. Uh, so those are the top uh, teams that I, I took a look and pulled from. So just to switch a little bit, uh, in terms of baseball, which also has this luxury tax system, there's only one team who's over the luxury tax in 2018 right now. Similar situation. Sacramento. <laughs> oh, no. Similar God, situation. Just... <laughs> They're a team that went all in. Uh, they, uh, Dodgers. No. Yankees. No. Close. Both were close, but Red both Dodgers. were very smart. Yeah, Boston. Boston Boston's Red the Sox. only team in the league right now that's over. Everybody else really worked hard to get under. Really worked hard. And uh, because it's mattered, it, I mean, baseball. They spent. There's been a lot of years of the, where those teams you just mentioned they were annual spenders right. on the luxury tax, um, and that's what I mean. I I, I do think there's going to be a big push to get rid of it in baseball because teams just aren't. We saw what happened to free agency there. They're not paying players anymore. Right. They're not well, doing it. Well, <laughs> baseball, did they they figure out that it's not worth the expense of the luxury tax for ten extra points in batting average? No. You got to remember, yeah, you got that, that game is changing. It's changing, yeah. but basketball's changing too. We, we you know, we, we've made some points here in terms of positions. And Scott and I had a discussion about this this after or this morning. the The funny thing about basketball is, yes, there's like a devaluation of centers, right? We're seeing centers yeah. be basically taken out of the offense. Um, they're really just you know board protectors at this rim protectors at this point. Scott made the point, and uh, and I'll bring it up here we sort of did some evaluations on how each position is being spent right now. And it's very, very close guards and forwards are basically identical about 10 and a half million on average centers are a little more still just because you're still weeding out those older players, right? There's less of them in the league and the ones that are here, you know, your Kevin loves and your Deandre Jordans, and those guys, they're, they're still making more because they've, they've, they're used to making more. They were, they've signed contracts prior to L for L Horford, those kind of guys, but that's going away because it's all about just, Three point shots, right? Yeah. Like we talk so much about the quarterbacks being paid in the NFL. Yeah. Scott, it's interesting that there's one position that's now being paid in the NBA. Yeah. Everything's down the middle, right, Scott? Yeah. Like you said, guards and forwards are being paid relatively the same. The shift is even, even power forwards, where you would think a big guy down low posting up, even those guys are shooting threes. And uh, it's all about the efficiency right now. Can you shoot outside? And if you do have a big guy down low, you better make it. They don't really want, uh, like the Rockets are a perfect example. They don't want mid-range shots at all. Yeah. I mean, in preseason, Carmelo shot a mid-range shot, and then he said, my bad, because <laughs> he knows the, the Rockets, it's all about the three, because if you make a three, those that extra point is more efficient in the long run based on the analytics that they've ran. Uh, so, yes, the, the centers are being paid. I mean, we saw uh, some restricted free agents that were centers so, uh, get paid uh, this offseason. So there may be a pendulum swing back to the inside because it's being stretched outside so much that eventually you're going to have to start going back down low, which – the Suns having drafted Aiton, um, and like I said, some of the restricted free agents were centers that 
they kept. So uh, it, there might be a pendulum swing back inside, but right now, I mean, if, if you can shoot the three and, and you are efficient and you can hit your free throws after getting fouled, I mean – you're writing your ticket to a lot of money. Yeah, there's a couple of things I think that that have changed pretty quickly in the league. Number one, obviously, is uh, you know you know the center is no longer you know the post up guy anymore. He's either a, a you know a freak athlete who can shoot the three, right, and is also gigantic like a Durant, or he's athletic enough to be able to handle the pick and roll, which is really where this league is going. And you know we've seen the analytics with that, but the 17 foot jumper is gone. It's gone. Every analytic says. That you know, and and it's just really just logic math, right? The seventeen foot jumper counts as much as the dunk, right? That's and correct. So, yes. so you know the percentage and the you know it's just it's just where Daryl Morley in Houston, like Scott brought up, he has been harping this for years. We went to a conference, you know, a stat conference about five years ago now, and he was there harping on this. He was there with heat maps of basketball courts, basically showing you, you know, you can shoot that seventeen foot jumper, and there's two or three guys in the league who can make that sixty percent of the time. But we don't care about those guys. You know, we're not yeah. going to get those guys because they're going to cost too much. Go back and shoot from forty percent from three, and That's we'll right. pay you more. We'll give you two guys who can dunk, yeah. and four guys who can shoot threes, and you know that's how we're going to win. And that's what I, that's why you know we, we talked a little bit here about Jimmy Butler joining that team, and it sounds ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous because he's just another guy who can play great defense and shoot threes. And when you've got four guys like that, and it's it's an eighty-two game season, right? You've got to last. This is a marathon, so. It's not silly to put him with James Harden and Chris Paul because both of those guys will need breaks throughout this year, and you're going to need as much depth as possible and as many threes as possible come postseason time. And for Houston, making threes is going to be a big deal in the postseason when they missed 27 in a row last year. Scott, you know, the, the money well, – oh, go ahead, Scott. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, especially if they bring him in, even if for this year only and they don't – have any intentions of re-signing him. Right. I mean... The window's now, right? It goes back to... The window's now. If, if they can bring him on, win the championship, and then cut payroll and get well, the luxury tax and not be a repeater, or, you know, do it now while you can, especially if um, maybe Butler goes to Houston and he really likes it. Maybe he takes a, 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 a small pay cut sort of like Durant did this year and the year before with Golden State. I mean, Paul George went to Oklahoma City and fell in love with it, and he stayed. I mean, Toronto's trying it with Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. So maybe if they bring in Butler, maybe something happens. But at least the the window right now, uh, I mean, they were so close last year to taking down Golden State. you got to take your shot again. All right, with, with this talk about three pointers, uh, and, and guys are available. Was Kyle Korver way underpaid with the Cavaliers? No, not not in Cleveland. His days are over. I okay. think. Don't you think, Scott? But but mm-hmm. he, and, and I yeah. joke. I jokingly say this. Ten years ago, yes. I mean, he was he was the guy before this became a thing. One hundred. His contract's one hundred and fifty ninth in the NBA. Yeah. At seven and a half million. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's insane. I threw down a stat here that three years ago there were 13 players who had a sa- an average salary of 20 million. There are now 42. Yeah, 42. It's tripled. I mean, it's crazy. It's like it's Mike nuts. Conley. Yeah, Mike Conley with the Grizz. Good point guard. He's had a nice career. It's on the downside of it, right? The, 30 million. There, there might be nothing better wow. than being the seventh man on the on the roster right now. Right. I mean, you're making like seven and a half, eight million, and you're going to play like 25 minutes all year. It's crazy. 
it's crazy the money. That's what I mean. There's going to be a breaking point eventually, and we'll, we'll we'll maybe do a little bit deeper dive on that down the road a little bit here. But uh, last question from a team standpoint, and then I want to, I want to switch to uh, some gambling with this league because that's going to be real fun coming up here. But yeah, last, I, I do have questions. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Dueling I'm in sure the NBA. Feed the addiction. Which why <laughs> why they have it in the preseason is beyond me. But anyway, because people pay, which is stupid. All right, all right, anyway. all right. Last question, Scott, and it's probably the easiest question you're going to get. Um, how long can this Warriors team stay together? I mean, what's the what's the short term, long term outlook for this team? Because I think I think there's probably a decent split of fans right now, right? I think there's fans who want to see this last five more years and fans who want to see Durant go to the mm-hmm. Knicks, right? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it'll actually, it, it'll be interesting to see how how they play this out because if Durant does leave, do they bring Clay back? He says he wants to stay there. He's saying all the right things. I mean, I looked at the projection. In 2020, Steph Curry is the only player locked down outside of a, another player, um, a no namer, yeah. Evans, who <laughs> has a who who has a club option. But if you take that away, Steph Curry technically is the only player who is locked down in 2020 right now. Uh, so they have room if you look down the line, but that could get eaten up really quick with resigning uh, Draymond Green if they retain uh, Clay Thompson. So, I mean, technically, it could blow up next year where Clay decides to leave and Durant decides to leave, and then you're stuck with Curry and Draymond Green, and then you bring back some other other guys. Technically, it could blow up next year if, if both those guys leave. Yeah, I think the likelihood of one of those two guys leaving next year is pretty good. Pretty good. I, re- I really think so. I just think, yeah. I mean, Clay Thompson, you talk about Kyle Korver. <laughs> Clay Thompson is Kyle Korver plus Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. I right, mean, he's yes. the best defensive player in the league and the best three point shooter in the league, arguably. You know, his I, own teammate notwithstanding. I take I take Pippen over Thompson. By the way, get the you are crazy. No, I'm not. I'm just old. That's just that's just <laughs> a different era. I think it's just a different era. I think Pippen would be terrible in this era. You got to be a lot faster than Pippen could move. Oh. Pippen was smooth. Pippen was smooth. Pippen's not the shooter. Clay Thompson is not by no, that's any true. means. That's true. But he had more. He had more to his game. He had some help in the shooting department. He had, he had more to his game. Clay Thompson's a hell of a player. You got to watch more West Coast basketball. Clay Thompson. I watched the West Coast basketball. He stands in the corner, takes passes, and shoots threes. Oh, you're so wrong. You got to watch more. Okay. You got to watch more. <laughs> you watch I think more. he's got. I think Clay Thompson has it easy. I think if Clay, if he doesn't Clay lug Thompson, the mail. If he wants to go to like a Knicks and be the guy. I think he is one of the top three best players in the league. Oh, he's that good. I disagree with he's you. He's that good. I think he's that good because he plays with Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. We'll see. We'll see. What, what do you happens. think, Scott? Jump in on this. I want him to leave now, just to show you, uh, just to prove you wrong. Clay, Clay was good before Durant showed up. Yeah. Durant just enhanced it, and Durant really helped last year because I looked it up. Uh, Steph missed quite a few games because of yeah. an ankle injury and a knee injury, and he really helped solidify uh, their push. Now, we all know that they take games off or they don't have to try as much. I mean, they were even coaching themselves at one point. Um, but play good. I, I think he's going to probably want to stay. Uh, that's from the reports that I've seen. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I mean, that team in itself, I mean, it, they signed Cousins. He may not be back until – January, February, or wherever uh, the timeline has them at this point. But 
that's a guy that signed using one of their exceptions. So they were able to bring in a guy who was arguably going to on track to be a, an MVP candidate last year. Yeah. Uh, so if he comes back at even 80% of what he had, uh, that team should be uh, another force to be reckoned with again this year. And uh, who knows if they sign him back again now with the math because of the, the rights, it'll work out slightly different. But if Durant and Thompson happen to leave and they sign him without the rights and sign him with space if they end up having space, uh, that's a different um, conversation, but right. I mean, as far as going back to Mike's uh, conversation or question with uh, when it, when does it blow up? Yeah, it could be next year. Yeah, this this is a big uh, year. Not, this could be it, it could right? Be the year after. Yeah, this could be it for the Warriors. Who, by the way, switching gears now are five to nine favorites to win the championship. <laughs> five to nine. <laughs> To start the year, yeah, I, they you should. Have to, they they should have to pay. I, you have to. You actually have to pay Vegas when you I, win. I, I, I got to right? tell you, I got a little bit of a problem with it. The only the, the only, Houston Rockets yeah, should have beaten them last year. I was going to say the only team in their way I see is the Houston. Rockets. No, no, I think Boston. Boston is built, yeah, very, very closely and almost as good. And they're younger and they're fresher and they're hungry. Yeah, but they don't have Clay Thompson. They're definitely. Hungry. That's right. You're damn right. <laughs> although, 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 if you're going to watch some basketball, Jason Tatum is going to be a guy to watch this year on that team. By the way. Oh, by, and oh, by the way, they get Gordon Hayward back. And oh, by the way, Kyrie have, Irving is healthy. And do they have a better coach than the Warriors? And and, Oof, that's, and argu- that's arguable. And Kyrie yeah. arguable. It it is. What, and Kyrie Irving's of right mind now because he realizes the Earth is is not flat. <laughs> oh, good to know. Breaking news. Good to know. He was a flat. He was a flat earther. He I know. I'm very goes, aware. I've realized that I was wrong. <laughs> I didn't even hear he said that. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, for when, years in Cleveland, you know, he believed the earth was flat. It doesn't matter because he can then play basketball. he's come out in the preseason and said, no, nah, I've reevaluated things. Yeah, he read, read some books. See that Duke yeah. education is uh, yeah, exactly. paying off well. I think Coach, Two and K, a half months at Coach Duke. K called I'll him say, up and said, I got one a- semester he went to at Duke, right? Good Mar- Professor Mark Ant- Dr. Mark Anthony Neal, whom, by the way, and if you, did you watch the uh, Leitner thing? With Duke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the doctor there, I went to college with him really? at Fredonia. Yes. Nice. A, a doctor at Duke did his undergrad at Fredonia. Mark Anthony Neal's a name. Well, you're such man. a disappointment, Kevin. He's I, a, <laughs> compared to Mark Anthony Neal, you're damn right I am. I hear he's a round earth guy, though. So, but Mark Anthony yeah. Neal, oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. He's not the He's the actually the one here. who convinced me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the fence. <laughs> Let me tell you where I'm on the fence with, and it's, it's betting a, a couple of sleeper picks this year in, in basketball, both championship-wise and MVP-wise. And I think both have some really interesting uh, breakdowns to start the year, at least. Scott, we sort of talked about this. You want to dive into one or, one, or, one or both here and take it on here? I mean, the obvious is LeBron, uh, if we go MVP to start, I mean, LeBron's the favorite, um, rightfully so. But I, I think it'll be... Explain, explain uh, why, Scott, because I think you had a good way to say this. About the story of yeah. him going to Los Angeles, and right. it, they haven't been a playoff team. If, if he gets them to a say a four seed, and they look strong, I think he gets the MVP. I mean, in the last few years, when he should have or could have been the MVP based on stats and all the miles that he ran and, and carried those teams, uh, maybe there was LeBron fatigue. Maybe this is a reset in the story. If he does get them into the playoffs, yeah, I I could see why 
they have him as the odds-on favorite. Right. Make, making the Lakers relevant again is valuable to the league, right? So, Correct. So yes. if LeBron c- can do anything to make them close to relevant, he's going to be the, the favorite. And he is the favorite. He's the three-to-one favorite to win the MVP. Are right. you suggesting he may get some calls? As well? <laughs> yeah, I would think so. By the way, <laughs> by the way, speaking of team building, uh, we did a little breakdown just internally here. So all these crazy signings the Lakers have done, right? These one-year deals. All the kids are under contract, obviously, next year, right? You've got LeBron, you've got Kuzma, you've got Ingram, you've got Lonzo, okay? Those are your four big, big four for next year. Everybody else falls off. LeBron's going to have a blank chalkboard and a piece of chalk, and he's going to be able to put together this team exactly how he wants to. And he can start in February, in January, right, with the trade deadline. I love how you phrase that. He, he can. He, he'll decide. Yeah. Come on. I mean, yeah, gonna. let's be honest here, right? I mean, I mean there's no wink-wink anymore. LeBron yeah. is building this team. He, it's one of the reasons he's there. It's one of the reasons all these silly one-year deals were done. He... He sort of wants to feel it out. I think he, I think he knows he can get this team to be a five, four or five seed, just based on the talent he's got and, and obviously who he is. Um, but yeah, he's going to be able to sort of put this thing together next year. So talk about an interesting off season. You could have Durant going to the Knicks. You could have Clay Thompson maybe on the fence about whether to stay or to go. And then you've got LeBron, literally, you know, GM LeBron building rebuilding the Lakers on the fly next year. So. Yeah, he's the early MVP favorite. Um, it's going to be a fun two years to see how, just how that Lakers team sort of comes around. But, Scott, what about some sleepers, MVP sleepers? Because, uh, you know, we talked Irving. We mentioned Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. out in Toronto now. Uh, there's the Freak. Got to talk about the Freak, uh, the Greek Freak. And obviously and the Anthony eyebrow. Davis. Yeah, the yeah Anthony Davis, for sure. So where, where do you think all these sort of uh, hash out, lay out, and who's your maybe one-two pick here? Um. Giannis looks good. Yeah. Uh, I could see him making a run for it, um, but they're going to have to do. I think they're going to have to do well. I mean, uh, like Anthony Davis is the second favorite, rightfully so. The guy is a beast. Um, it, 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 daily fantasy, he, he's a go-to. Yeah, he's, he's your tag girly. For at least 50, 50 points a game uh, in fantasy, um, but it, if they squeak in at the eight seed or don't make the playoffs for some reason, I, I don't foresee him being a lock for MVP. I mean, uh, a lot of the, the guys that you see win MVPs are on these winning teams, and if they're an AC, I, I don't foresee it. James Harden, he's fourth, and, but is there going to be a James Harden fatigue or a Westbrook fatigue? Uh, I, I like Kyrie Irving. Uh, to be honest, and I think a super dark horse uh, sleeper would be Donovan Mitchell. I mean, that kid looked phenomenal last year. Mm-hmm. He had Utah uh, moving well, and that team is going to be another team that could be a dark horse. And I mean, they they did well in the playoffs. So, um, I mean, Irving and, and Mitchell, I, I like a lot. I like it. What, Irving's about what twenty to one. 20 to 1 odds right now? Uh, um, 18 to 1. Yeah. And Mitchell's 80 to 1. 80 to 1, Donovan Mitchell. Man, that might be worth it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a dark horse. Let's hear it for MVP. Because he's. I, I think this guy's got a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. He's on a new team. Okay. He's going to want to – I don't think he wants to be there, right? Okay. <laughs> Does he like his coach <laughs> yeah. a lot? Uh, well, not so sure. But um, – you know, I was going to say if if Leonard gets his act together yeah. in Toronto, yeah. right? Yep. It's possible, yeah. right? Yes, 
So I mean, you were looking at dark horses for MVP. What, what about he, he got inserted? He, I I don't like the trade for Toronto. Frankly, no, no, no. I like the Rosen. Um, well, I was going to say, what about the inverse conversation? <laughs> well, why the, can't Demar Derozan go to San Antonio under Greg Popovich with right. Marcus Aldridge and become a monster? He could. Why Very not? Well, right? could right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, either one, but I, I think he's probably welcoming it more, even though he wanted to stay in Toronto. He made some comments. He, he yeah, gets, he gets to go play for Pop, right? He's got a, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I mean he's pretty ticked that he got bounced out of Toronto. Who, right, you know should have done better last year. They were yeah, the one yeah. seed. He, he was extremely pissed. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah. Uh, Understandably, they were a good sure. team. They were yeah. they were a real good team. Yeah. So and he was a star there, there, and he's uh, got to go. He, he was a star there. He had a chance to really cement a legacy there. That's right. That's the thing. And you go to San Antonio and... You had on, all these guys staying with their current team like we just talked about. And, you know, an all-pro, an all first-team all-pro in DeMar DeRozan yeah. gets thrown to the woods. You know? So either of those guys, if you're really going for dark horse, dark horse. I like it. You know, those would be two guys. Leonard or DeRozan. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like it. So. It's a good conversation. And and fantasy-wise, um, I like DeRozan better than Leonard, maybe. I like Anthony Davis all day. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Oh, yes, he is your Todd Gurley. Oof, that's yes. Uh, he's a yeah. monster. He's going to put yeah. up some points this year. Serge Ibaka is like you got to fill out some uh, money. <laughs> you're right. hurting. You're, you're hurting, hurting if you've got a. You know, you only, he's only the guy left at five grand. Okay. Paul's like, what the hell are you guys? Talking I don't know. About? I you know that's okay. You guys are way deep in here for me, and that's that's quite all right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna bid Scott a do. Yeah, but uh, great stuff on the NBA cap here. It's re- it's you really got if you're an NBA fan, uh, you've been listening to this, um, but you really need to go in and dive in to see the intricacies of the cap and who controls what and the the. Uh, trade uh, inflators if guys are traded uh it's just uh, on the cap wise it's a lot of stuff i can see why you handed this off to scott yeah it's a monster yeah it is a monster um so scott great job good luck following it all season long thank you all right there's so much more we could have done too with the nba we'll get back into it there's tons to talk about the the money in the nba is sick it is and it's always been sick as much as all sports are sick money like the NBA makes you go, this money is sick, you know, even when you compare it and to all the other ones. The cool thing about it is you're going to have tons of in-season extensions because teams have to do this to keep their guys in-house, and then the trade deadlines is just going to be wild because of the reasons we talked about. There's no cap space. you got to trade players. Yes, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've so, got to move, move them, and then... So I just wonder, what does the league do with all the luxury tax money? It's a good question. Good does question. it get distributed amongst the other owners, uh, other teams? I've got some homework to do, or I guess, it, huh? Yeah. Do, do the, or is it going to a general about the, the fines, the luxury right. fines? Yes. I got some. We should have asked Scott that question. He probably knows. They probably go. To, it probably goes to some of it goes to a charitable thing, right? Yeah. They have, the, the league has operations. Do they throw a better party? <clears throat> party <laughs> All Star Weekend? I mean, <laughs> I'm going to find out. It's a good question because yeah, it's not, Adam it's Silver not gets change. his head shaven four times a week instead of three. <laughs> I was going to say a day, Paul. <laughs> well, that's a, a day with a golden razor. I mean, yeah. it's hundreds. actually I like him. I think he's done a I nice do job as commissioner, right? He's been great. Yeah. Very, very progressive, very yes. forward. He's thinking. out in front of it. He's out in front yeah. of it. almost everything. He's been spot on with in terms of you know the off the field stuff and and a lot of he's been great. So he's been a model for the other sports to sort of follow. Yeah, yeah. yeah they don't not to mention the globalization. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Maybe, maybe we'll get there. All right. Uh, do yeah. you uh, final thing? Do you do you fan duel or uh, draft king NBA? with basketball? Yes. I, I've done it a little bit sparingly uh, in seasons past. I'm going to get into it a little bit more now. Um, I've had some. I've had some. A good six weeks in football. Well, good for you. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to pat myself on the shoulder. So I'm going to take some of that money and sort of, uh, you know, piss it away on the NBA for the, <laughs> for the next <laughs> month. Love it. Because, I mean, let's be honest. These guys, you know, every team's got three or four guys. 
that can score every Correct. night. Correct. You know yes. what I mean? So it's, it's way tough. You're looking for the guy who hits 50, and then you're looking for the flyer, yeah. you know, uh, the guy who hits 30. Yeah, it's tough. You need a couple of those. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it into conversation probably a little bit every week, I think, don't you think? Yes. Why not? Yeah, it's keep, fun. keep doing it. I found it to be fun, right? Yeah. Like. It's a great way to keep up with a long season. Yes. You know, it's 82 games, basketball. Well, I haven't you know. done basketball. But even football ones, I find it to be fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just the single game ones. but And then, of course, I see the guys who win the big money. I'm like, geez, why did I think of that? Yeah. Why didn't I take both kickers? What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> well, that's... Because you didn't play 125 <laughs> entries and hit on one of them. That's, that's right. why. That's also a fair point. That's right. Yeah. When I see it's got, well, it's a maximum of 125 entries. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's First not like all, these guys sat there and and intelligently picked their lineup uh, and hit on every single one of them. Uh-huh. They picked a hundred lineups, yeah. and that one happened to be the one that hit. So maybe we should get Scott yeah. to put together 125 lineups like tonight it. for us. He's not doing much else this time. Right, he's nothing else. NBA's all signed up. Yeah. yeah, he's figured all the stuff out for the season. All right, <laughs> retired math teacher. That's, I like it. Yeah. Hey, we'll get back into some football next week, right? Yeah, that makes sense, Sorry, because we spend a lot of time yeah. on the NBA here. Maybe some ba- maybe some baseball playoffs if that gets interesting. Yeah, we might the have the World Series, series ready to yeah. go. So, yeah. all right, a couple things. Number one, go rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on uh, Spotify now, correct? Spotify, yeah. All right, so make sure you give us a nice rating there. Download the podcast too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can listen subscribe, live, yeah. but you can download, subscribe, all that great stuff. We'd appreciate that. And uh, sign up for the premium section. Become a premium member of SpotTrack.com. You get extra podcasts and pictures of Mike. It's great. I'm not sure what kind of pictures. And an ad-free experience. Ad-free experience. <laughs> Maybe that's the most important part. That's probably the most important part. <laughs> if you do not like ads on your website uh, or when you're looking at articles and you're you're functioning uh, fine, yeah. wow, premium section. Log in. Make sure you sign up for that ad-free experience. You get some bonus coverage there. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the spot. <laughs> What does that look for? Nothing. <laughs> Say goodbye, Kevin. I, goodbye, Kevin. There you go. Hey, Thanks. our 50th show next week, by the way. Hey. 50th show. So How about that? Right. Come on back for that. Gold, Love it. Golden anniversary show. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Be, be great. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.